Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Interactive Podcast. I am your host, Angela Racine. So this, this, oh my goodness, I almost said this first episode, this fifth episode, as you can tell by the title, is Macros 101. So I am not going to go super, super deep on nutrition. I can do that when I've expanded my knowledge a bit more in a further episode, but I do want to share my nutrition journey so you guys can have some tips on how to start tracking. I'll go over what a macro is, my fitness pal, all that good stuff. But of course, as you guys know, we are going to do the catch up. So I, as you guys know, started school. I am going into... Well, I guess this is, wow, this is the end of my second week of school already. It's kind of flying by. Um, I will be going into my third week next week, of course. And sorority recruitment is over. If you guys don't know, I am part of a sorority at my school. And the first week of classes, we always have recruitment. So I've been super, super busy, but it's always a lot of fun. It's nice to be with my sorority as a whole because we don't always get like, a full week together constantly, which I know we drive each other crazy, but it's also a lot of fun. But that's all over. It is nice to have more free time now. I use the term free time very loosely because I really don't have free time. I'm still getting into the swing of things. I'm settling in. I'm figuring out all my classes, filling out my planner, getting assignments done all that good stuff. But I definitely feel like week three is going to be a lot calmer than the first two weeks just because I will be all settled and have all my shit in order. But speaking of getting my shit in order, I actually started a job. So I have never been a student and a, I guess, worker, employee, whatever you would call it at the same time. During every semester, I've only ever just been a student, but I figured it's my senior year. I want to have some extra pocket change, some extra money to enjoy myself and have fun. I also figured since it is my senior year and I will be graduating that it's a good idea to start saving for the summer just so I can be a little bit on my feet when school ends. So if you guys didn't know, I did talk about it a little bit on my Instagram story, but I actually got a job at the gym that I go to. So... I'm very excited about that. It's a small business, which I have never worked for a small business before. It is very different than working for like, I guess you would call it a corporate business or I guess something that's like a big chain. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's not just like, oh, it's a chain retail store or it's not like it's a restaurant. It's a small business. So it's definitely a little bit more informal but I really like it. It feels like it's a very like familiar, and I use the term familiar as in family-like setting where the employees seem like they're pretty close with each other. I've loved everyone that I've talked to so far, so I'm very excited about that. I'm also excited that it is at a gym, and specifically my gym, because I can network this way. It seems like the staff is very close with the regulars that go to the gym. So I'm super excited to get to know the other gym goers. And I feel like I just love meeting new people. I mean, I feel like I've made that very clear, but also especially in a setting where I already know I have something in common with someone, I'm very excited to hear about people's fitness journeys and just learn more about them. I'm also excited because I forgot to mention I'm going to be working front desk, but this gym also hosts classes. And in the 
future, I have the possibility of leading classes, I hope. So that would be super exciting if I got that. They also have a little bit of childcare. So if I wanted, I could pick up a shift and do the childcare section. So a lot of opportunity. I'm super excited for this semester with starting the job. I've never worked in a gym before, so it's something new and I'm looking forward to that. And I am recording this, switching gears a little bit. I'm recording this Thursday night. It is currently 9 p.m. It is actually 9.02, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I am very excited to go out this weekend. I wasn't able to um, the weekend prior just because of recruitment and everything, but I'm very excited to see everyone. It's been a little while since I've been out. I obviously haven't been out at my school yet, so I'm excited to see a bunch of friendly faces, see who's going out and everything, and yeah, I'm sure you guys get it. Always looking forward to that. So that was a pretty quick catch-up. I can't really think of anything else to fill you guys in on, honestly. I mean, I feel like from now on, my life is going to be very boring and repetitive, as in I'll just be like, hey guys, went to class, went to the gym, you know, nothing's really new in my life, but you know what, that's okay, it's okay to be a little bit of boring, I like being on a routine. So I guess jumping right into it, let's start with what is a macro? Macros 101, you guys. Okay, so if you did not know, a macro is short for macronutrient, and these are the nutrients that we need to provide us with energy. So macros includes your carbo carbohydrates, your carbs, you know, proteins, and then your fats. So one gram of carbohydrates is equal to four calories, one gram of protein is equal to four calories, and then one gram of fat is equal to nine calories, okay? So I know that a lot of people think that fat is bad for you and it's probably because it's more high in calorie that's why people might get the idea that it's not good for you but fats and proteins are actually essential for you so you need these to survive carbs are good for you because they provide us with energy but they're supplemental so in theory if you had to choose two of them your carbs or I'm sorry, your carbs are not what you need, but the protein and the fat are essential for you. You need fats to protect... I don't want to spread misinformation, but it has something to do with the absorption of amino acids and also protecting your body. So they're good for you, okay? And obviously we know carbs and protein is also good for you. So basically we need X amount of calories a day and X amount of grams of carbs, proteins, and fats. All right. So we can find all of these on food nutrition labels and you would always see these as well as listed with the other micronutrients. So you can see it's probably going to tell you the amount of vitamin A, maybe calcium, potassium, um, how much, how many grams of sugar, um, the amount of salt, etc. That's all on your nutrition label. And I understand that reading a nutrition label at first might not make the most sense to you, especially if you don't know like what certain amounts of things you're going to be looking for. For example, let's say that you're looking at a box of Ritz and it says it has five grams of sugar. I'm just making that number up. I don't know if that's true. You might have no idea what that means. Okay, what, what does a gram of sugar look like, right? So that's something you will gain with time or gain knowledge with time, I'm sorry, and I will get more into that later. But now that I have the basic, the very tip of the iceberg out of the way, 
let's get into my journey with food and tracking, okay? I'm going to backtrack a little bit. And the reason why I'm going to dive into my journey with tracking calories and macros is because I feel like I have very good tips on how you can start as well. I like to think that I approached it from a very healthy perspective. And although there's no 100% perfectly correct way to start, I think that I did a very healthy way of starting. And if you guys are interested, I think this is a great way for you guys to get into it too. So I'll just go ahead and explain my journey on how I started. So before I even started tracking calories or all of the macros and stuff, I wanted to focus on protein. And I wanted to focus on protein because I was getting into the gym, I wanted to gain some muscle, and I know that protein was the most important macro to aid in muscle growth. So at first I started focusing on protein. But before I even did that, I eased into teaching myself the basics on how to read a nutrition label and what everything actually means. So I was doing a lot of research on, okay, what is um, the maximum amount of recommended grams of sugar? What's the maximum amount of salt I should have? And I was just doing a lot of Googling. And I know that it's very tricky when you're Googling because there's so much misinformation online, but you really have to look at everything from a completely unbiased standpoint. And this is why you need to make sure that you have a good relationship with food to begin with, because if you know that you have past disordered tendencies, then you're going to do more harm than good in this. So you really need to go in with the sole purpose of seeing food as fuel for your body and not coming from anywhere of restriction, okay? So I did a ton of Googling. I I didn't even understand what like what classified as a carb or what classified as a protein. Like I, I knew absolutely nothing about nutrition. So I first had to teach myself what those even were. Okay, I learned that carbs are fruit. A lot of people don't know that fruit is pretty much straight carbs. A lot of people think carbs and gluten are the same thing. So they will think that carbs are just pasta, bread, rice, things like that. I know rice doesn't have gluten, but... um. A lot of people get that confused, but carbs are in a lot more than you would think. Like, for example, honey, pure carbs. (laughs) And it's not something you'd always think of. So I educated myself on what qualified as what. And then you'll quickly get a sense of what feels like too much fat or too little protein or too much or too little salt, etc. When you start reading more and more and more labels you'll get a sense of, okay, I saw in this packet of bread, this bread has seven grams of sugar, but in these other three packets or loaves, whatever you would call it, they only have one gram of sugar or zero grams of sugar. So you say, okay, now I know that my cinnamon raisin bread has a very high amount of sugar for a loaf of bread. So this is something that you really just need a lot of practice It's kind of like, I think I make this analogy later, but it's kind of like riding a bike, right? You're going to get up, get up, get up. You're going to fall. You're going to be a little wobbly. But once you get the hang of it, you'll have it. So a great way to do this is to go into your grocery store. And while you're grocery shopping, just start reading the labels of everything you're picking up, okay? You don't even need to let reading the labels play a factor on if you buy it or not. Just start familiarize yourself 
familiarizing <laughs> yourself with reading labels, okay? So once I was okay with that, I slowly started being mindful of my protein intake. So I didn't start tracking, I didn't have a goal, but I was just being aware of how much protein a day I was consuming, which was extremely low, you guys. Before, okay, before I get into that, if you guys don't know, I am pescatarian, so that's basically vegetarian, but you also eat seafood. I don't really, seafood isn't a staple of my diet, but it's more so I use it so I can get my protein in. Plus also I cannot give up sushi. Sushi is my absolute favorite food in the world. If I had to give up a solid spicy tuna roll or just plain tuna roll, I don't know what I would do with myself, <laughs> but I do eat fish. I am vegetarian, pescatarian, whatever you want to call it. So I started being mindful of my protein and I was realizing that I was very low on protein. I was eating a lot of pasta and I was never supplementing it with tofu or meat alternatives or tempeh or any of that. So once I learned that, I started keeping track each day of my protein intake. So in my notes app, I didn't even have any specific app or tracker for this. I would just open up my notes and I would keep a tally throughout the day of how many grams of protein I was eating. Obviously, since I didn't have a scale or I wasn't tracking, it was a very rough estimate, but a rough estimate is better than absolutely nothing. And I created a goal of about one gram of protein per pound of my body weight, okay? So I hope that makes sense. Just to give you guys a reference, I weigh generally around 120 pounds, so I was shooting for about 120 grams of protein. And I think I made my goal at first like 100 grams of protein just because I was easing into it and I wanted to be graceful with myself. I'm the type of person where if I set a very big goal for myself and then I don't achieve it, that is extremely discouraging for me and it makes me want to just quit and give up and I think I'm not doing enough and I'll drop it. So I like to be, I like to ease very slowly into things. I like to set a small goal and grow from there because in my eyes, it is a lot easier to start with a small goal and increase it than to have big goals and have to lower them. Just my perspective. I think that's very helpful for most people. If you want to go for that, do it. So yeah, I started with a little under one gram of protein per pound of body weight. After this, I transitioned into focusing more on the other macronutrients, which are carbs and fats. So I was being a little bit more mindful of my daily intake. And then I slowly started focusing on my calories last. And the reason why I did calories last is because this, first of all, it wasn't really a big concern of mine of how many calories I was eating because I'm not someone... I have a huge appetite and I also have a quick metabolism, so I've never struggled with needing to eat less to maintain my weight or like overeating and gaining weight. So I was able to just pretty much keep an eye on how much protein I'm getting and as long as I'm getting my protein in, I was fine. I also knew that years and years ago in high school, I struggled a little bit with calories so I didn't want to come on to everything too fast and trigger any past feelings just in case that was a possibility, which I don't think it would have been, but just to play it safe, I didn't want to backtrack or lose any progress. So 
From there, I slowly started loosely tracking. I wasn't being too particular. You guys, this is key, okay? You cannot be crazy about every single gram of carbs, fat, and protein, every single little calorie that you're consuming, because if you do get too strict with it, that is going to turn you away from it. It's going to become something unhealthy, and that's just not what tracking should be, okay? This should be sustainable. This is for lifestyle, for feeling healthy. You're not training for any bikini competition or powerlifting competition. Maybe you are, and that's when you can get more strict with it, but I'm speaking to the majority of people right now that are just doing this for lifestyle purposes, maybe a couple aesthetic goals, etc. But you don't want to be crazy. For example, if you're making a salad, please don't track the lettuce (laughs) or the cucumbers or the spinach or the couple um, blueberries you pop in your mouth. Like, If something is very low calorie, you really don't need to track it down, okay? That's just going to make you feel obsessive. It's going to drive you crazy. And that's not sustainable, right? You want to create habits that fit into your lifestyle and your daily routine already. You don't want to create something for yourself that's going to take up so much time and effort that it's too difficult for you and then you just have to quit. So you really need to realize what is worth tracking and what isn't. Again, this takes some guessing and checking. Personally, before I started tracking, I was very against the idea of it. And that's because I had a misconception of what tracking actually was. So I thought tracking your food meant every single little gram, every piece of lettuce, every little bite of food. It's really not. It's supposed to be an estimate. It's a guideline. It doesn't matter if you're plus or minus 100 calories. It's it's really shouldn't be a big deal. And again, if you have more like specific goals, obviously down the line, you can get stricter, stricter with it, sorry, but you shouldn't start off by being that anal about it or else it's never going to work and it can and will turn into something unhealthy. So transitioning into f- how to find your own macros and calories, I have to preface with this is going to be different for everyone. Every single body and person is different, okay? So even if you think you look like me or you think you are the same size as me, whatever, mine will never be the same as yours, all right? And I don't think I, I don't really see myself ever disclosing my exact calorie and macros altogether. Like I might, I'll probably give like an estimate of my calories or tell you my daily protein intake, but I'm not going to share my, carbs and fats just because everyone is different and I don't want you guys copying me and inadvertently harming yourself or doing anything unhealthy. So everyone is different. How you're going to find yours is completely different with how I found mine. But let's start with protein. So protein is, in my opinion, the easiest to figure out since it is normally about a gram of protein per pound of body weight, like I mentioned earlier. So I'll use the example again of let's say I'm 120 pounds, you would want around 120 grams of protein each day. But this does vary based on your body fat percentage, okay? So if you're closer to 50% body fat, you'll want to do less protein because that just doesn't really make sense for you at that point. So let's say you are 300 pounds you're not going to eat 300 grams of protein in a day. 
First of all, I feel bad for your digestion if you do that. And it's just not sustainable, right? We're not going to be able to eat like three steaks every single day just to hit our protein. It's also not healthy to down like four protein shakes every single day just to hit your protein, okay? The quality of your protein matters. I know that I mentioned that I am vegetarian, but animal protein is the most complete protein that you can intake. And it is different than whey protein powders or vegan protein powders, okay? Every form of protein is different and you want to get the most complete and diverse proteins in your diet, okay? So where was I going with that? Oh yeah, um, amount of protein, <laughs> little, little bit of backtrack. You can also, there are charts online where it has more specific instructions on your protein. So it breaks down like if you're seven to 10% body fat, this is how many grams of protein per body weight, per pound of body weight, I'm sorry, you should eat. If you're 15 to 20, this is how much protein, etc. You don't have to get super specific like that in my opinion. Again, I'm speaking to the majority of, I'm. this is for lifestyle and just being consistent, whatever's the most easy to be consistent with. So unless you are training for something specific, don't go too crazy. I think a gram of protein per pound of body weight is completely fine for you. So with all of these measures, with your macros, with your calories, it's better to slightly overestimate than to underestimate, okay? So when I finally got into tracking my calories and macros, I started at about 200 more calories than I thought I needed, just in case. Because I really did have zero knowledge about nutrition and about what I needed for my own body. So I didn't want to accidentally starve myself or not give myself energy and start underperforming in the gym and start losing muscle. So I started with a little bit of a surplus because in my eyes, it is far easier to work down than to get over that mental barrier of I need to eat more and consume more because I know it can be very challenging for people to force themselves to eat more than they think they should. So in my eyes, the way to fix that is just start higher anyway. So I did start at 200 more calories than I thought. And within a month, I was able to narrow it down, find my maintenance calories. Also, guys, don't worry about gaining weight. I think I probably gained two pounds and then went back down to my normal weight after I found my maintenance calories. It's not going to be the biggest deal in the world, okay? So don't be afraid of overestimating a little bit. So for finding my macros for my fat and my carbs, again, I had absolutely no idea how many grams I was supposed to be eating a day. So I started with what my fitness pal gave me for the suggestions. So don't listen to the calories that my fitness pal gives you, okay? I think my fitness pal wanted to start me at like 1800 calories. And that is absolutely not okay for, for my metabolism and my size. So guess your own calories at first. I th- I can't remember what I started with, but adjust from there. Once you find your maintenance calories, my fitness pal like breaks it up into percentages. So it'll be like, I'm just going to put random things out there. Maybe it'll say like 20% of your calories should be protein. 
And then it'll say like, oh, 25% of your calories should be from fat. And then 40% of your calories, I don't know if that adds to 100, I'm just making up numbers. 40% of your calories should come from carbs. So it takes, let's say you're consuming 2,000. Guys, I, I feel like I'm rambling right now, but I really hope I'm making sense. Please bear with me. Let's say that just to give it an easy number, your calories, your maintenance calories are at 2,000. My fitness pal automatically calculates your macros. So let's say 50% of your calories need to be from carbs. It will give you a specific gram amount that you need to hit. I really hope that made sense. And please reach out to me, message me, whatever. If that is confusing, I can try to further clarify. So I started with the macros that my fitness pal gave me. And I slowly adjusted them accordingly to what fit my diet the best. So it is the most sustainable for me. And therefore, I have a less of a chance of quitting or giving up or feeling like I can't handle it, etc. I can't be consistent. So I put in my calories that I knew I needed. And then I adjusted my protein to be one gram of protein per body weight. And then from there, I played around a little bit with carbs and fat. For me personally, I don't notice a huge difference when I tweak those too, too much. So I pretty much keep them. Um, I think I keep them as what my fitness pal recommended. Like I said, it's this is more so for me to just like lead a healthy lifestyle, put on some muscle, have a nice physique. I'm not looking for crazy goals right now, so I'm really not picky. So with all of this, I'm sure as you guys can tell, it really is a big guess and check game unless you have a coach or you yourself are very knowledgeable or you maybe know a dietitian in your life or whatever. Maybe you just know your body very well and you know what you can handle and what you can't. Um, but for me, it did, like I said, take me about a month to find my maintenance calories and macros. But again, these can change. So maybe you're maintenance calories right now are 2000 but then after six months you've put on some muscle and maybe they increase to 2200 or maybe you went through a cut and now you realize that maybe your maintenance is 50 or 100 calories less right so don't like when you first find your maintenance calories and macros don't take these and think for the rest of your life that's what they are because they shouldn't be honestly they should fluctuate, especially if you're going through bulks and cuts or um, even, like I said, if you're putting on muscle, it's going to fluctuate. So if they go up or down, don't worry about it. Don't think that you're doing anything wrong. They It could be an indicator of you doing something wrong, but um, for the most part, I'm sure you'll be okay. So I know I already touched on this a little bit, but just to reiterate how to start tracking. Like I said, ease into it, okay? It's honestly not as scary as you think. I was, it took me a while to start tracking because I was so overwhelmed by it. I saw it as like a huge challenge. I saw it as something that was extremely disciplined. I even thought that it was almost disordered at one point, but it's not that bad, okay? My fitness pal has the scan barcode option. I'm pretty sure on October 1st, they're getting rid of that and they're only letting premium users do that, which 
I really hope they reverse because that's not fair. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I feel like everyone should have it. They're just looking for money. Anyway, use the scan barcode option while you can. It's super easy. Everything you buy, I would say like 90% of foods you buy have a barcode on them. You just scan it with your phone. Everything about the product already comes up. You, If there isn't a barcode or if you don't want to use the barcode option, there's also product lookup. You can just type in like Trader Joe's red lentil pasta and it'll come up for you. Oh my goodness, you guys. I You probably didn't hear that, but I, I guess there is... I didn't think there was an airport around here, but there was just like such a loud plane that flew overhead. Jeez, that sounded pretty close. I couldn't really see it because it is 9.30 at night, but damn. Anyway, sorry, a little bit off topic. What was I talking about? Oh, looking up, <laughs> looking up food in my fitness pal. That's right. Um, if the food you were looking for is not on my fitness pal, or maybe you made your own unique recipe and you wanted to save it, you can also input foods yourself into MyFitnessPal. So grab the label, um, write the name of the brand, the type of the food, the serving size, and then fill out the label and boom, it's inputted in there. I like to do this for when I'm eating on campus at my school. So a lot of the on-campus cafes have their own foods. And if I go to my school's website, they have like nutrition facts for all of the foods you can order there. So I like to input that into my fitness pal. So that way, when I get the same thing next time, I can easily insert it into my tracking for the day. And with tracking, you don't need a scale to start. Okay. I know most people that track their food do have a food scale. Food scales are very cheap. I think the one that I have might have been as low as $10. Um, you can obviously get more expensive ones if you'd wish, but you don't really need that. Um, using a food scale isn't scary. It's honestly very basic. You put the plate on the scale, you turn it on, so that way it's not including the weight of the plate, you know what I mean? And then from there, you just measure, and it tells you the amount of grams. It's really not too hard. It's I see it as using any other measuring tool like tablespoons, measuring spoons. Um, what is it? Measuring cups? Is that what they're called? Oh my God. <laughs> Why did I just forget the name of that? It's like using a measuring cup, right? It's like when you make a recipe and it asks for like a fourth cup of flour, you know, you measure it out. There you go. So, but like I said, you don't need a scale to start, although you should eventually get one down the road. For me, I didn't use a scale for the first couple months of tracking and I would just go by the serving size. So if it said like, oh, the serving size is half a container, I would just estimate half a container, you know? Or if it said like it's one cup, I would get out my measuring cup and I would measure out a cup, you know? It's really not too hard. And if it does say something specific like 30 grams or like, oh, one slice or something, just use your best judgment. It's like I said, it doesn't have to be perfect. Ease into it, you'll get there. You can also eyeball, like I said, estimates are better than nothing at all, and it doesn't have to be perfect. And a great, something that I remind myself of when I get a little bit too caught up on measuring everything out precisely and trying to be perfect, the labels on your food are not exact anyway, okay? I think the, 
FDA allows something like a 20% fluctuation, like room for error. So let's say that the serving size is 30 grams of Cheez-Its and you actually accidentally measure out 32 grams. You can still say you just had one serving of Cheez-Its, all right? It's not going to make it or break it. For all you know, it's going to be a couple calories off anyway. Also, no food is completely perfectly uniform, so it's never going to be exactly 15 calories or exactly 21. Like, it's it's going to have fluctuations, and your body will not notice the five extra calories, I promise. So read the serving sizes on containers, go by that. I've already went through that. And like I mentioned earlier, it really is like starting a new job or learning how to ride a bike. There's going to be a few learning curves, going to be a few hiccups, but once you get it, you get it, okay? And I have full faith in all of you that if you want to start, you absolutely can. By no means is this necessary, okay? I am creating this episode as a very brief, very surface level introduction to people who are thinking about wanting to learn more about their nutrition. Like I said, I can make a more in-depth episode on nutrition later down the road. But for now, this is just very basic, okay? I tried to put this in as clear terms as possible because I know when I first started, I did not understand anything. If someone used the word macronutrient in front of me, I would look at them like they had three heads. Like <laughs> I really did not know much. So take this episode very lightly. It's just supposed to serve as an introduction into tracking and macros. And like I said, you don't have to, but I do think that it is a very useful tool. And that's how tracking should be seen. It should be seen as a tool. So later down the road, you are able to put together balanced meals and have a healthy diet for your own body without needing to track everything. So that is what I personally am working towards right now. I like to track every day because then in the future, I will be able to look at a meal and have a rough estimate of what is in that meal and if it fits for my lifestyle or not, right? So the reason why I say that too is because on days where I don't track, I have an issue of self-control. I do love snacking. I love enjoying my treats. So I need to continue tracking. So I eventually just build the consistency of what my diet should look like day to day. And I hope that makes sense. So I'm not going to do a Q&A this week because if I'm being completely honest, I was so busy that I forgot to post on my Instagram story asking for your questions. But I also do understand that this can be a touchy subject for some people. And I wouldn't want to put that on the internet without warning, basically. I don't know. You know, how you know, some people, it takes as little as seeing something like that to get triggered so I'll use that as my excuses to me forgetting whatever but yeah if you guys do have any questions like I mentioned earlier please 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 feel free to reach out I know this was a bit of a shorter episode since I am not having any questions and like I said this is just a brief introduction 
But yeah, reach out. My DMs are always open. Shoot me a message if you'd like. Um, while we're on that note of Instagram, check out the podcast Instagram, Interactive Podcast. Y'all know where to find me. And if you don't know where to find me, AngelaR.fit on Instagram as well. That is my fitness account. Go check it out. Give me a follow on both of those. Um, go spam me with likes and comments. Save my posts. All that good stuff. Let's give me the algorithm boost, whatever you would call it. And yeah, leave this podcast a great rating, little five stars on Spotify and Apple. On Apple Podcasts, leave me a nice review. If you're not going to leave me a nice review, then um, please keep your mean thoughts to yourself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can write whatever you'd like. I can't hold you back from that. But yeah, I think that is all I have to say. Like I said, a quick little episode, but I had so much fun recording for you guys, and I will leave you with that. And I will see you guys next Friday. Bye, guys.